1: Ready for some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard.
2: Welcome to from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Oh my goodness, what another great week of football. It is so great to be back in the studio. This is awesome, Possum. I like it, I like it, I like it. It's uh, been absent out of the studio for a while and been remote, and this is a a wonderful thing, being back in the studio. I love it. All right, we had a wonderful week of football once again, and uh, we did have uh, some really close games, uh, especially with the – Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh what a great game that turned out to be last night and uh, the Ravens overtook the Steelers uh 23 to 20 and uh on a Sunday night ball game and that uh, you know this is uh that time of the year where, you know, you got to work that pounding ground and, uh, they did that, uh, when you're talking about the Ravens and, uh, you know, um, Mendenhall, he had 13 rushes for 52 and, uh, not so good. Uh, for Mendenhall and the Pittsburgh Steelers, cause Roffensburgers, uh, you know, he, he took it to the air a few, uh, quite a few times, la last night for 330 yards and a TD and an interception. And, uh, that's, uh, interception. Boy, might have, may have cost him the ball game, but you talking about sweeping the Ravens sweeping the Steelers this year. And now the Ravens is six and two and uh the Steelers are 6 and 3 so going down the stretch uh in into the Thanksgiving weekend it's going to it's going to be tight going then going down the home stretch to make that that bid for the playoffs boy cuz this is what it's all about getting to the show you got to get into you got to be in it to win it and I'm talking about the playoffs and that the, the I believe both both of these teams will make the playoffs, but boy, they meet again. It's going to be crucial, and uh it's uh what I want. These are one of them games that you call a bloodbath, and boy, these two teams are sure don't do not like each other from across that river. Ain't that uh, ain't that something special? All right, we got the Eli and the Giants. Are <clears throat> Uh, just rally to, to stop, uh, to, to stop the Patriots. And, uh, you know, that turned out to be another, another tough game for, for the, the G Man. And the G Man is just, um, barely squeaked this out with a 24 20 win. And, uh, in New England. And you know, that's tough going up in that place and you could tell how cold is getting up there in Foxborough, boy and uh, Eli he just keep quietly having one awesome season after another and uh, you know he uh, I believe this man has come out of the shadows of his big brother and has, uh, has become a fine young player in this league and uh, uh, uh righteously on his own so you know he's you could stop giving him all those accolades in the shadows of his brother, and this young man has started started a own, his own little thing down in New York, where he's got um, he's got a couple of banged up running backs right now, and I'm not sure what they're going to do down the stretch. But you got that, uh, uh, my man, the big six five. What is this man? He's 6'5", 250, 260 pounds. He's just a beast of a running back. And uh, he ran the ball ball fairly well uh, uh, this past weekend. But uh, uh, Brandon Jacobs is just, uh, you know, he he just, he he is not... He is not like his counterpart that, uh, is much better than him, Mr. Bradshaw. So, uh, hopefully Bradshaw can get healthy and get back out, out the, on the field, uh, in the next coming weeks and, and help him out. But boy, he is sure as a, a minute. Brandon Jacobs is a, he sure as a menace, boy, when he standing in that backfield at 6'5", 240 40 plus pounds and coming out of that backfield, boy, he is one force to be reckoned with, but, He is, he doesn't run, uh, like Bradshaw. When I talk about that, I'm talking about he running up and down and, uh, not, not so, uh, that is not conducive to his health in the NFL. (laughs) And, uh, with the Pinterest loss to the Giants, Wes Walker had nine receptions for 136 yards and, uh, and, um, uh, in eight games this season and Chad Cinco for the season had nine receptions for 136 yards and no catches in this uh in his last three games and Ochocinco has been stinking up the place he's either been uh does not know to play or do not know where to line up I don't know what it's going to take to get him involved with that offense uh he's got to get his head in the game and in his playbook because. Apparently, this is just a bit much for him in the, on his playbook. He better get it right up, make it tight, cause he gonna be shipped up out of there. Billie don't play that big fella. You better get it right. Yeah, well, my goodness, I smell something brewing, boy. He might be in the hot seat before long, before long, cause when the playoffs come, they cut the fat off the beat, and I mean, they, they want key players in, out there on that field, and you better know your playbook and know where to line up and know how to run your routes, and that's the problem that he is having right now. And it's, come on now, it's November. You've been there since August. you got to know your playbook by now. And if you are a former player like myself, you know how repetitious at practice and walkthroughs and in the meetings you go to on a daily basis. This is your job. You are there all day, every day. You you better know your playbook and know what what the heck you're doing when you step out on that football field all right now you got the new york jets uh man they just uh they just romped on on the bills uh yesterday and you know uh i thought the bills was for real but now we got the jets is starting to come alive here and uh oh my goodness sanchez uh mark sanchez is uh starting to play well again and uh you know they got to have that defense uh that defense uh, that the Jets have put together has, uh, gotta start showing up and playing some good ball. And they have. They shut them down. Uh, they shut Fitzpatrick down and, uh, and, and pulled out this victory. Uh, boy, I tell you, Sanchez is, is, uh, he's starting to manage this offense fairly well. 20, 20, out of 28, uh, for 230 yards passing. And it's a 92.9 rating. He's, that's not bad. And Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick didn't do too hot. And, uh, he only threw 491 yards, 15 to 31. So, you know, he's struggling. He struggled this game and rightfully so. That that's a stingy defense over there with the Jets. You know, the Jets uh they uh they play that uh that uh in your chest Close to the vest defense out there on the perimeter. So you better watch it for the New York Jets coming down the stretch. All right, we have Rodgers and the Packers, and uh, you know what? Them Packers, boy, 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 I wasn't believing Rodgers and these Packers, but, boy, he making me a believer now. I'm not, uh, you know, I haven't been drinking all that Kool-Aid they had, but uh, uh, Rivers, he put up a heck of a fight. Fight, uh, for uh, San Diego, and that young fellow don't do, does not give up. And he has played his heart out these past few weeks. And, uh, of course, coming up short again. And this just jams up there. AFC West is just all just a bunch. Of, it's a whole bunch of them just log jammed up with the Raiders, Chargers, and I believe Kansas City Chiefs. All, they all bunched up together over there in the, uh, a f c west and uh, man things are going to start to pan out towards the towards the end of uh November. things start to pan out when you only have just a few more games left after november and and, and then they go going to shake it up and shake it out and here you have the Packers won forty 45- five to 38, and, uh, Philip Rivers threw for 385 yards and four TDs, and here's the ticker. Three interceptions for Rivers, and that's, uh, that just buries him. It's hard to overcome that, and, uh, and, uh, you know, that's right there, just sums it all up right there, and you cannot give the ball up. Uh, uh three times in interceptions and you know that's uh that's a big no-no when you uh at getting late in the season and trying to make a bid for the playoffs you cannot give up them turnovers you got to make it up big fella i tell you man this is uh this is this has turned out to be one heck of a season coming up and then now I want to talk about the Nolan Saints and Tampa Bay you know, uh, Tampa. Tampa lost by 11 points, but boys, Saints 27 to 16 over the Buccaneers yesterday, and you know. Them Nolan Saints, boy, they just uh they just keep on coming boy. I just uh I just thought they was uh they were struggling uh, a couple of weeks ago and now they're starting to come back alive. They better get it get it together because uh they got a whole bunch of tough games coming up and it's not gonna get any easier. But I like the the, the play of Sproles and Sproles uh been uh, been helping out uh Mr. Drew breeze that they all call him Drew Brees Drew Brees is doing very, extremely well this year and uh you know, he gotta get some of that balance back though. You know, he, but losing Reggie Bush down in Miami and bringing in Sproles, it turned out to be a nice trade for for Nollins. Uh, I thought it was a bad deal going in, but boy, you know, uh now that uh the cards is on the table, you got the uh Sproles has been playing extremely well and got a lot of upside to that uh to that uh that little body of his that young man is just uh, churning up the yards, and I like his style of play. He plays some. He he runs in between the tackles. He catches the ball. You can line him up by wide, or you could just just have him come out the backfield for one of those swing passes, or even a bubble a bubble screen. So he's been doing very well out there, and and the Naulins land out there in the Superdome. He's been playing extremely well. I like you. I like you, Sproles. Keep it up, big fella. I I, I got a shovel on dig. What you what you're doing out there, big fella? Keep it up. I'm not sure what the heck's happening out there with LeGarrette Blunt and, uh, and, uh, he didn't look like he was totally healthy out there. So we're going to have to keep an eye on him because I know he was injured and he's just now getting back and, uh, he didn't, he didn't, uh, look uh, totally healthy out there to me, uh, this past weekend. So he's, you know, he got 400 yards, uh, on the, on the year with 90 carries and, um, I would like to see him get back into the swing of things and get him back into the offense. All right, let's take a tic-tac and bring it right back after these messages, and I'll see you back after on the other side, big fella.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports... For Outside the Huddle, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to one 346 9144 one 346 9144 Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back from Under the Helmets with Derek Kennard. Hey, you know, I want to finish off with the NFL and and some of these other highlights and scores that uh, we, we didn't get a chance to get to. And I want to talk about now as the San Francisco 49ers is rolling along and uh, beat the Redskins, um, I mean, just... uh uh, at their own, in their own backyard and, uh, I don't know what's happened to this, uh, this franchise and, uh, this proud franchise up there and, uh, the nation's capital up, uh, up in Redskin land, but boy, they have been struggling, uh, quite a bit and, they're looking at a, a, uh, three and five season right now and, uh, at the midway point and that's, uh, that looks awful bad on their end in the NFC West, uh, NFC East. And now you have the NFC West with the 49ers leading that division, uh, head and shoulders from everybody is, uh, uh, the 49ers and they're in the 7 and 1 and, uh, um, they beat this game 19 to 11 with, uh, with an eight point lead, and, um, geez, you know, they did, uh, uh, most of their scoring in the second quarter, and, um, uh, you know, um, uh, it, it's just, uh, gore, gore, pounding ground on, on the ground with gore with 19 carries for 107 yards, and, you know, that's pretty much the size of it when you, uh, look at, uh, uh I've been wondering I've been wondering what the heck is going on with this uh this Smith kid that they thought was so so horrible uh at, at the beginning of the season he threw for 326 yards and and um, you know uh well, he had 188 uh, passing yards 326 total yards on on offense and um you know that uh, that doesn't to tell the tale of the tape, but, uh, that time of possession does it all. 32 minutes and, uh, that pound and ground game. Like I said, there you go. That, uh, that'll eat up the clock and control the ball. Keep it out of your, your, your opponent's all, uh, hands. And, and this allows you to pound and ground. I love the pound and ground game and it just really helps your quarterback and your defense when you got your team out there. Uh, that's, uh, keeping your, your defense fresh and your offense is just grinding it out and bubbling snots out there on the football field. I don't know that sounds gross, but boy, there's nothing better than to see somebody Knock some bodily, bodily fluids out of another man, uh, against his will. Oh my goodness, you talking about, a, you talking about an awesome feeling. All right, you got the Bingos 24, the Titans 17 yesterday with the Bengals. Six and two this year with, uh, the Titans is four and four and they still waiting on uh, Chris Johnson to come alive with his legs, and he's been trying to get his legs, uh, up under him, and, and, uh, he had 110 yards from scrimmage, but the Titans blew a 17-7 halftime lead when the offense shut down in the second half. So, you know, they're starting to get some liveliness, or I guess, uh, Chris Johnson is starting to get in shape now. It's, uh, it's about time. You know, a, uh, He, uh, spent most of this, uh, off-season and, uh, uh, griping about a contract and with the holdout, they couldn't do anything, uh, meaning, meaning the, his organization could not bring him in and get the contract done because it was a lockout, uh, it's just similar to what the NBA is going through right now. You don't have no contract. You, uh, well, this young man had a contract, but he just, he just wanted his, uh, he outperformed his contract and it was time for him to get uh... to get paid and uh... he did exactly that but he showed up out of shape, not ready to go, and now it's November, and now he, he uh, proclaims himself ready to go by rushing for 110 yards yesterday. So uh, it looks like they're 4-4 four and four when he finally wakes up and get in shape, and and now this can help this ball club. And rookie Andy Dalton is through three touchdowns and, and, and 217 yards, and the Cincinnati Bengals rallied for from a 10-point deficit and beat the Tennessee Titans, 24 to 17 Sunday for their fifth straight victory. Man, what a great job they're doing with uh, Dalton up there in, in up there in Cincinnati. Good job, keep it up up there up there in Cincinnati, fellas. All right, what the heck is going on in Denver? And I'm so sick and tired of everybody jumping on uh, Tebow, and then Tebow pulls out a win or finds a way to get a win, and um, you know, <laughs> Tebow and the Broncos beat the Raiders 38 to 24. And, uh, the Broncos at the bottom of the cellar down there in, the, in uh, the AFC West, uh, with the Raiders in that log jam with the, uh, the, uh with the Kansas City and, uh, the, the, the Chargers, San Diego Chargers. So it's gonna be a race to the, uh, to, uh, to the tape. Uh, with uh the Raiders and the uh the uh Kansas City Chiefs and you talking about those uh those Chargers those San Diego Chargers is uh they all they all got a log jam in there and that's gonna be something to see at the end on who's going to pull head and shoulders above them all to get it done up there in Cincinnati, Oakland Raiders, or the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs starting to come alive now. Better keep your eyes open, boy. I tell you, they are starting to come alive. Uh, But they lost against the Miami Dolphins yesterday, and that brings me right to them. Miami Dolphins... Beat them soundly thirty one to three and uh in the Kansas City chief's own backyard now you all see now that's a problem and Reggie Bush thirteen rushes for ninety two yards and Matt castle ran uh through for two hundred and fifty three yards yesterday, and uh uh, you know, it's uh, Breston had seven receptions for 115 yards. Where well, I guess Matt Castle, that was his little throwing buddy. of uh, my my boy Steve Breston is the man. I played a game with him this summer. That the, this boy jumps out of the gym uh, uh, at the uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. Arena downtown Phoenix here. This young man just jumped smooth out the gym, uh, coming in from a flight out of New York where. He's from. Boy, this young man is, uh, he's quite a bit of a talent. And Matt Castle had a, had a nice target to throw to, which is Steve Breston, seven receptions for 115 yards. And I don't know what the heck happened to the the Kansas City Chiefs after they played that awesome game last week. And they come up, uh, they come home and stink up the place on this one. That's, that's a sad, Output uh, uh, effort that they put out this weekend. I'm disappointed in them, but you know what? They better get it together because they stay all tied up for three uh, at a three way tie in the AFC West with the Chargers, Chiefs, and the Raiders. And somebody is going to break out of that log jam and get it done uh, in that AFC West. So, oh boy, the the, the plot thickens there. Now the, uh, uh Miami has a little thing going on about Spagnolio is has a uh, is in the hot seat, so this is going to be interesting. Uh, if the uh, Miami Dolphins going to be able to pull this save this man's job by way of continuing to win some ball games for them, because. You know, uh, they're one and seven. That was their first ball game they won. And they could turn this thing around and put together a few more wins. They may be able to save this man's job. Now, this, uh, this is could be a tough task to do for the Miami Dolphins. But let's see how this thing, uh, 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 pans out in the end come December time when it's time to make the run for the, uh, for the prize at the end towards the playoffs. Gonna be interesting because, uh, this, this man has, uh, in the past, he has put together a really, really solid squad these past few years ago to try to get in the, trying to get those Dolphins into the playoffs and coming extremely close. But no cigar. They thought Bush was going to be the answer, bringing him into that offense and getting rid of Ricky, Ricky Williams. And then bringing in Reggie Bush, you know, Reggie Bush has been struggling with injuries. So hopefully we can keep him healthy when I say we. I'm thinking of this young man as a, as a Trojan back when in the day that he got these Trojans and all this trouble that they're in. And right now, and all these kids that was in junior high school is taking the brunt of the punishment that he did, uh, back in the day in the 05. All right. Penn State and the a d takes a takes a leave of absence and um uh, and their uh vice president steps down and uh this is a uh this is a story that we want to talk about uh a little later but I wanted to touch on this because there are some allegations that <clears throat> uh uh that they had some uh some some rape victims out there in uh up there in penn state uh that that uh these some molestation. so I want this um, i want to see what how this thing is going to shake out with Penn state and what they're gonna do about this program and and how these uh these men have uh, taken advantage of these kids and and wrongfully. Uh, sexually molested these young kids, and that is, uh, totally wrong. They should not be doing this type of thing. I'm, uh, I'm appalled that, uh, that, that they were able to keep their jobs and still be there, uh, up to now. And, and how the vice president, the athletic director, and everybody knew about all this, and nobody did or said nothing about it. Uh, all these years went by. Now that's a that's a travesty there, and I would like to see some some uh, uh, something done about this other than somebody losing their job. This, uh, there should be some criminal charges, but in the court of law, you are innocent until proven guilty. So you uh, we're gonna have to find. A way uh, to to press the charges on these men, some evidence. So somebody gonna have to produce something, and maybe some statutes of a limita- uh, 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 limitations to this. But you gotta find out what it is that you can do about this because it's getting late in the ball game. Let's take a tic tac and bring it right back, and we are gonna bring it back to some positive stuff about football, to college football. Come on back, baby. Hey.
3: flagship station for sports
0: voice america sports sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words We want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports.
3: Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Play ball. If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Leyritz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball. Baseball with Jim Leyritz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back From Under the Helmet with, with Derek Kennard here at... Uh, VoiceAmerica.com's, uh, from Under the Helmet. I have a special guest here, a former teammate of mine, uh, out of the LSU Tigers. Boy, this man, man, he's played, me and him been through some, war, through some wars together. And, uh, man, how you doing, Lance Smith? You doing okay, big fella?
5: Man, I'm doing great. I'm down here in Charlotte, uh, Trying to get these Panthers back up to 500. You know, we got Coach John Masco's down here coaching and Ricky Pro. You know, those guys played, uh, coach with us when we was out in Arizona. Yeah. So I get to spend a little time with Masco and I see Ricky Pro and Ray Brown. You know, Ray Brown's on that coaching staff with the Panthers. So, yeah. uh, it's kind of exciting to have these guys back in town. You hadn't, hadn't seen these guys in a while and just to bring back the football. Carolina.
2: Yeah, you got Ricky Prohl on that, on that staff
5: as well? Ricky Prohl is on that staff. He's assistant receivers coach. You know, he's down there. He's a good man, man. You know, I really, I just got off the phone with Ricky. He was talking about, Lance, you need to <clears throat> come down and bring. You know, I got a little football team I coach up in Huntersville, North Carolina, and he so said, you need to bring the kids down and do a tour. So, yeah, these guys will love that. So that's what uh in the process of getting getting ready to get done
2: that's good that good stuff man you know i had a friend of mine uh of ours that asked about you uh recently his name is uh jt smith John Thomas, Juan Thomas, Juan Thomas is back in Phoenix and he's here with his wife and he was, was formerly the coach of the Iowa Barnstormers. Now he's uh, taking it easy now and, and uh, he's here relaxing. So he's, uh, he's looking for some coaching work and, you know, he's been trying to hit some bushes and shake some trees and see what's going to fall out. <laughs> but you know, here in the Phoenix, you know, that nepotism is a big thing here. With the Cardinal land, so, you know, he's been shaking their bushes and hitting their trees, and nothing's shaking out because they planted it close to the breast with the nepotism thing. You understand what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah,
5: yeah I think, you know, you got to, you know, sometimes, you know, they say you can't never go back.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and
5: that's always been... Uh, the case with that, with that situation. With the with Cardinals. <laughs> uh, you know, J, J, uh, John Thomas, JT brought some good football to the Cardinals. You know, he yeah. uh, he had some good fans, and, you know, he... He did a good job when he was there, man, if a guy's looking for a job and wants to stay in football, you know, you, I think you more than the Cardinals are, at least give them a, at least give them a look, bring him in and talk to him. you know what I mean?
2: That would be nice, but that's not, uh, I don't think that's happening. Uh, I would like to see that happen for JTE or, or any of us young men that like to go back and, and give back to the organization that we played with. But, you know, the, that, uh, that is uh, neither here or there in between me, you, and the light post, big fella. Hey man, how about them LSU Tigers, man, going against Bama and Ben just knocking them down in a home stadium, man? I know you was just jubilant all day after that game, wasn't you?
5: Man, let me tell you about that. That's the most, that's the best football game I've seen in my whole life. I played in the league a long time, and I played college football at LSU, and I'm telling you, for LSU to go down to Tuscaloosa. And help and hold Nick Saban to six points. That's unheard of.
2: Yeah, yeah, they shut him, they shut that, they shut him down, man. And that was amazing. That was amazing def- defensive game, man. That's uh that was a, a bloodbath of a game because you had some. It was uh, <clears throat> knocking the snot out of folks out there on that field, man. That was. A heck of a ball game. I loved that game, man. I I had a great time sitting back watching that man. It was a uh, one heck of a game to see, and I was expecting a lot more out of that Bama running back. But boy, that uh, LSU defense kept popping him in the mouth and said, "Sit down, big fella. It's not your day." <laughs> no, no. Hey, let me
5: tell you something. That kid's a great running back. I'm telling you, I, it was only it was only one one or two guys on LSU defense. To bring him down one on one. They had to, they had to team tackle this kid, man. I'm telling you, he's probably one of the best backs come through in the SEC in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Emmett Smith and those guys done came through. This guy is a special football player. And, uh, and I really, you know, what about what, being there, I was at the game, being at the game and watching the game. And I thought Nick Saban really put his kicker in an uncomfortable position. After he missed that 50 yard field goal. Hey, yeah, don't don't try it again.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Wasn't Saban wasn't he a Tiger a coach for a few years back?
5: Yeah, he did LSU when yeah. LSU won the national championship. You know, he's a good coach, man. Yeah. But you yeah. know, the, you know, last year I went down to LSU and watched Alabama. I mm-hmm. played LSU in, in, in Baton Rouge, and I stood on the sideline to next next to Les Miles and watched the game. Good, good. And realized uh, the stippling was on Les Miles. He couldn't beat Nick Saban. That's the only thing that ever was on him down in Baton Rouge. Wow. He outcoached Nick Saban. Yes, he did. In, yes, in he did. And that game down in Baton Rouge, and then he come back this year, down in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and take this game <laughs> to a nine to six game. Wow.
2: I'm it, it's that a, it's was a, big.
5: It's a hostile territory.
2: Yes, it is.
5: And, yeah. Nick, and Les Miles starting quarterback through two interceptions back-to-back. He went to his backup quarterback.
2: Yeah. You had Mark McMillan, a former Bama man. He was, uh, he was tweeting me talking about uh, – and who am I riding with? Am I having gumbo or am I having some barbecue? I yeah, said, gonna have gumbo, <laughs> I'm man. having gumbo every time, <laughs> baby. <laughs> we don't want that barbecue. We want that gumbo. We want that gumbo, baby. And he was, he was ticked off at me, man. But, uh, I, I, boy, I put it on him, man, when LSU pulled that win out. Hey, what do you think, man? You know, I admire the SEC. I'm, I've been for years telling everybody that the SEC is the most dominant division in all of college football and I see that this morning that Missouri is moving to SC to the SEC and it does it geographically speaking it don't even fit going down there to the SEC. Well, I mean, I know this Missouri has been playing some good ball these past five or ten years, but come on, man. Geographically speaking, it, 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 I mean, it, they don't, it doesn't fit with the, the Southeast Conference, man.
5: What, what you got to understand is it's all about the money.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm Trying
5: I, to get that, that uh, 20 million people in Missouri coming down through Memphis and that area. That's that TV. Yes, that's what it's all about. It ain't, you know bringing Missouri in, Missouri ain't gonna be no no big raise in the SEC. They just gonna be another team that's there that that people gonna want to watch because they're gonna be playing the LSU's, the Alabama, the uh, Arkansas, the the Auburn University, the Georgia's, the Bandy. They're gonna be playing schools like that. So you know people want to see LSU, Alabama, Florida. Tennessee, they want to see those guys. There's another yeah. way for that, that that area to get get some big time uh, college teams on TV there.
2: Right, I, mm-hmm. Lance. I <clears throat> I know it's all about the money <clears throat> with the Missouri going down to the SEC, and the, they they got no business. Man, they don't have no business being on the field with some of those SEC teams like the LSUs and Bama's and, and Arkansas, Man, good Lord, man, you got some beasts down there in, in, in the SEC that, man, they not playing, big fella.
5: You know how it is in the East. You know, we always want to go in other conference and play other stuff schools, other teams because it was much easier because we are black and blue conference in the NFC East, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
5: That's the way it, the way it is in, in, in the SEC. We're black and blue.
2: <laughs>
5: we, go, we go outside our conference, play other teams, it's a day off,
2: right? You man, you beat the pants off, folks, man. Because y'all, y'all, man, that SEC is so, uh, so uh, talented with just so much abundance of a talents on each one of those squads. You got some boys that can play, play in the NFL right now. Let me
5: tell you something. You look at LSU secondary. Yes, I did. I had, had some guys. I had some scouts to go down there in Baton Rouge, and and uh, they said five of the, the but you get five guys in that secondary, our uh, first-round draft picks. Wow! Uh, we talk about guys can cover guys one-on-one. You know, we and you know everybody's talks about it. LSU defense defensive line. Hey, it's them guys in the backfield
2: that
5: yeah. makes it easy for those guys up front.
2: Man, you must have been down there talking a lot of Dotty.
5: Hey, Dotty, Lottie Dottie. talked to a couple of scouts. Uh, Ha Smith couple guys in the NFL, you know, scouting. You know, they right. talk about they went down to L S U, they tell my man they, that guy to come that guy your guys got down in Arizona now, Peterson. Yeah. That they, boy. Said, they said that Claiborne kid they got at LSU now, number seventeen, is better than him.
2: Yeah. Well, man, they got so much talent on that team. I can't shake a stick at all the talent they got. <laughs> all them kids out there, man. They are unbelievable out there. But hey, what about this Oregon and versus the Stanford matchup this weekend? You know, uh, yeah, have you seen the pound of ground that, uh, Stanford does with, uh, going into this Pac 12 and, and, uh, and then you talk about Oregon. Every three to four seconds, they're running another play. So this, you talking about a speed versus the pounding ground of that power of Stanford. Now Stanford has three tight ends that are humongously huge, but two of them are down and out. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do this pounding ground. It's going to take them out of the element. What's your thoughts on that?
5: Lance? It's going to come. It's going to be a shootout. It's gonna be a shootout? It's gonna be a shootout. Okay. Because once Oregon's gonna score fast. Yes. And Andrew Luck, the quarterback down at uh, Stanford, he's gonna put the ball in there, buddy. I'm, you know, he, you know, he, he wants to be in a national championship game. Yes. And He feel like he's gotta win out. For them to even think about it, even though that that conference they in is kind of weak.
2: <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that, even, man. You know that conference is weak. You, see, <laughs> you know you, you, it, you see the way
5: the BCS is, is building this thing back up, don't you? They dropped yes. Alabama to three. Yeah. Hoping yeah. that uh, Ohio, uh, was his uh, who play o- Oklahoma State and Oklahoma got to play. Yes. Hoping that Oklahoma could can beat Oklahoma State and automatic that moves Alabama back to two yes it does another thrill in Manila
2: <laughs> man you killing me over here bro. <laughs> man I tell you man it's always good talking to you man what else you got cracking there going on man you got you got your some kids you coaching out there uh, right now
5: yeah I'm coaching my son Ball down here at, um, up at uh, South Lake Christian Academy School uh, we got a We went, we were six and four this year. We got a good squad. We solid, you know what I mean? This is my first year coaching and. Those guys wants to go down to the Panthers and, and meet Cam Newton and all those guys. So I must, I set it up with Coach Masco and Ricky Pro. So we're gonna get that taken care of, you know.
2: Well, that's some great work you're doing out there with them kids, man. Because you giving them, uh you giving them stuff of a lifetime that they're gonna remember the rest of their lives, man. And those kids are never forget that, man. And uh man, God, God gonna bless you for that, man. You, you know that, right? Hey, man, it's, it's all about the kids. That's right, man. Well, hey, listen, man. We're going to take a tic-tac and bring it right back, man. And thanks for calling in, man. And don't be a stranger, man. Call in any time on a Monday night at 6 Uh, 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 o'clock Arizona time. All right, Big D. Nice talking to you. Okay, man. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That's right. We're going to take a tic-tac and bring it right back and uh, talk some more college football right after these messages.
3: internet flagship station
4: for sports voice of America sports do you feel the need for speed? whatever your addiction NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One or even lawnmower racing Pit Pass USA is got you show Larry Henry here host of Pit Pass USA I put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF.
3: Voice America
4: Sports Network. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN-acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Your
3: internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America
1: Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 888 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show
2: welcome back from another uh, helmets with Derek Kennard and uh man what a uh what a weekend for college football as well this weekend and uh we just finished up talking about this or uh, matchup that's coming up this right weekend with Oregon versus Stanford this weekend in the Pac twelve showdown that is uh is that is shaping up to be one heck of a of a pounding ground on the Stanford side and the Oregon, every three to four seconds, they're running another play and they bring that, uh, no huddle offense. And man, they, they gassing you up and, uh, and, uh, kicking the tires and lighting the fires and they coming to get you, big fella. And they, they scoring fast and, uh, they killing you with speed and, and uh, quickness and endurance. They just keep rolling players in and out of the huddle and they just keep on coming. They just don't stop. And they just got a ton of weapons out there with Oregon. And then you have Stanford with Andrew Luck and, uh, and his pounding ground style. And then he airs it out on you, man. He, he sucker punch you with one of those. Uh, die plays and he pull it out and he he pull that ball out and throw it up to up top and boy what do you know he sucker punched you for one of those uh nice touchdowns right uh, right down the alley but I kind of like the way Stanford does that a seal here a seal there and then alley there and there they go I like the pounding ground but uh, I'm not sure if this is going to. <clears throat> Uh, make it for them in, uh, the, with this style of offense that the Oregon play. Cause Oregon is gonna be, uh uh, 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 pushing the envelope to continue to score more points extremely fast. So, it's gonna be interesting to watch this ball game and how this one develops. So, uh, 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 this weekend. Alright, I wanna take it to the Corn Huskers. Uh, man. Uh, They stunned by Northwestern this weekend and take a tumble out of the top, out of the top, uh, the top 10 now. And so what in the heck is going to come of them? And, uh, what the heck happened up there in Northwestern for, uh, oh, did this, I think this happened in Lincoln, Nebraska this weekend. And, uh, I tell you, this is just, this, 28 to 25, Northwestern sneaks a win over the Nebraska, the number 10 Nebraska. So that's, uh, that, uh, just kills them out of, right out of the top 10, and now they're gonna fall. And you got a team like Northwestern snuck up on them. They thought they had a, they thought they had a, a cupcake and wash it down with a, with a glass of milk, but it didn't happen that way. They took one on the chin, and here we go. Now you're gonna fall down, and all these other teams are gonna just pile up on top of them and uh, bury them into the, the the bottoms of the top 25. Now that's too bad, cause Nebraska was playing fairly well uh, up to this point, and looked like they was gonna break into the into at least the top six or seven if they kept up the play, but it didn't happen. That's too bad for the Corn Huskers, and let's move along to back to the Pac-10 with Matt Barkley throwing six TDs against the Colorado uh uh Buffaloes up there in, in Boulder, Colorado. And, and what is the future of that Matt Barkley for USC Trojans quarterback that is supposedly going be going to be the second quarterback taken in the draft in the NFL and. With being uh, considered that highly uh, behind Andrew Luck, it's, uh, it's, uh, is it a wonder that he's gonna come return for his senior year? I know he's graduating this, uh, May, uh, uh, this summer. He's gonna be graduating in May along with my boy, uh, uh Devon Kennard. He, he will be graduating this fall, uh, this May. Uh, this summer. So this is going to be interesting to see. But my boy is coming back. Matt is not. on, I'm not sure if he's coming back. I've talked to his parents and I haven't heard anything about him coming back. But this is something we're going to have to keep our eyes on and uh, see what is going to happen with them. And it's perfect good enough for, uh, for uh, is it going to be good enough for the Boise State Broncos to make it into the top into the BCS bowl games uh what what is it going to take for them to get into the bowl games cuz you know uh, with that week schedule that they keep they they have every year until they get to a tougher division i'm not sure if this going to be enough perfect is going to be enough to get them in to the BCS bowl games but you know as things are shaping out i don't know if they're going to keep them out of the BCS bowl games cuz you know uh, they have a situation where they are top 5 right now They in the top five, as of right now on the AP and the BCS standing is the top five. And then you look at, uh, them playing out and look at their schedule, they, uh, they don't have, um, they don't have many folks that's standing in their way for them to, uh, Unless they fall asleep on TCU, that's probably one of the toughest games they have to play. San Diego State is not going to give them much of a fight. I don't see the Wyoming Bron- uh, 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 the Cowboys giving them a fight either. In New Mexico, and you know that's a basketball school. If you ever saw one, that's a basketball school. <laughs> so, Boise State got an easy task going into the back end of their season with four games remaining. And uh, you got TCU, November 12th, the 19th, you got San Diego State, and November 26th, the Wyoming Cowboys, and then you want to talk about the Lobos in New Mexico, uh, December 3rd. So that's going to be wrap it up for them. And then I don't see them having a loss. And, uh, you look at the teams they played this past, uh, these past, these this year they played 19 Frank Georgia Toledo Tulsa, Nevada my alma mater, Fresno State Colorado State and Air Force they played uh, UNLV last week and just stomped they just about stomped down everybody they played except Air Force 3726 uh, Nevada got, got they got stomped, uh, and then you look at all the other ones. It's a stomp down. Uh, Georgia gave him a good fight, thirty five twenty one, but was no match for those Boise State Broncos. All right, this coming weekend we got Pacquiao versus Marquez. This is the third time they're, fi- they're fighting as uh, on some boxing and I'm a boxing fan as well so I'm looking forward to this weekend's fight. My prediction is Pacquiao is going to take this fight uh but it's uh, I don't I'm not sure if it's going to be a knockout. It may go to distance. And then uh we have Michael Jordan is he a sellout? Did he sell out his former players uh, or his current players and former players by neg- trying to help the owners negotiate their deals? You know, the, he is now an uh, uh, NBA partial owner of a ball club, uh, uh, so he is uh, no longer considered a part of the players. So he is now a partial owner. So you know, he's siding with the uh with the owners. And then with the CBA co- collective bargaining agreement coming to a head, the owners just made a, a, another offer of 47% to the players, and this is not going to fly. Man, if they keep this up, this they're going to shut this season down, and uh, we're not going to have an NBA season. But I'm, But they're talking at least. As long as they keep talking, we might be able to get something done. But 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 with this uh with that forty seven percent, boy, that's just taking a whole lot of meat off the table for the players, and it don't look good on the outcome. Now, I sure wanted to put in here today that we have uh, proadsperformance dot Check that out to go out and uh, get your workouts. You yeah, got your your group rates as well for you young kids want to get out there with your ball clubs and get in shape. Check out com and check out DK Jr. to to help you get in shape and get ready for your upcoming season, whether it's baseball, soccer, uh, football, or, 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 or even hockey. He he works with all kids to get ready for the ball for your for your specific sport. Also. Uh, uh, Kids at Hope Academy, our parent company is Blueprint Education. Check out BlueprintEducation.org and, uh, check that out and, uh, see if we have some educational, uh, alternatives for you. And we have also, um, uh, it's called, uh, uh, Arizona Pop Warner Football, uh, is, is uh, here in Arizona and uh, we are in the playoffs right now, but get ready for next year. We're going to have some more football for your kids coming to you in the future. All right. We are going to come back next week and have some great football for you. So you stay tuned from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. Thank you, baby.
1: Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from Under the Helmet.